thanks for tuning in this week to Cross Connection Church Houston. We're a small church plant located in the Pasadena area. It is our mission to save the lost, to equip the saved, to serve both the lost and the saved, and finally to send the equipped. To this end, we teach through the Bible on a verse-by-verse basis, starting from the beginning of a book and working our way through all the way till the end. It is our prayer that you would grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ through his word. Well, almost a year ago now, we started this church in Pasadena, and uh, last week we finished uh, going through the book of Luke, and I thought this was a good time to share some important things about the church before next week we start uh, looking at the book of Acts. And so this morning I wanted to share two main things with you. First, I want us to look back, uh, look back on this past year, and I want to highlight some of the, the great things the Lord has done in establishing this church and and. As we've gone through this year, some of the things that he has been faithful to accomplish. Uh, And second, I I want us to look forward. Uh, I want to share with you again our our vision, uh, the mission of our church, uh, and I I want to be specific uh, about our vision for this next year, where we're headed, what we're seeking to accomplish, uh, what we have been doing, and also some new ministries that we are going to be starting uh, to help fulfill the vision that we have. And so let's start by looking back at some of the, the great things the Lord has done to establish this church and to uh, just get it going and the things he's done in this last year. And uh, I think uh, we should start where it all began. Uh, in the summer of 2014, when the Lord just burdened my heart and burdened my wife's heart uh, to plant a church here in Pasadena. And I want you to know that this was a huge surprise to Jenny and I. We did not have Texas on our radar. We definitely did not have Pasadena on our radar. Uh, I pastored a church and started it in Scotland, was there for 11 years, and then uh, we went to Atlanta and joined a church there and were helping, knowing that, you know, we were going to plant again. And, you know, when the Lord said, all right, it's time for you guys to to start getting ready to to plant another church, our focus was Europe. We thought, you know what, we're dual citizens. Uh, We can go any country in Europe. We don't need visas. You know, we were there ministering for 11 years. So that seemed the logical place that the Lord would call us, that the Lord would direct us. And so when he started burdening our heart for Houston, and as we prayed even more and more specifically for Pasadena, that was something that was very, very uh, much of a shock to us. Uh, It wasn't something that we were expecting. Uh, And so we made two trips out here. We wanted to confirm this is where the Lord had us. This is what he specifically wanted us to do. And I'll say we met with a lot of pastors and Christians as we were here, and several of them tried to discourage us from coming to Pasadena. Uh, And, you know, the thing that I was saddened about was their logic in it, uh, because it was very unbiblical. They say things like, you know, it's poor. And it's like, okay, so poor people shouldn't get the gospel. Poor people shouldn't have a church. That's kind of silly. You know, it's it's highly Hispanic. It stinks. I mean, they would just throw out all these things. And I'm just thinking, so poor minorities shouldn't get a church. Is that what you're kind of telling me here? As a pastor, you're telling me that. So, um, you know, it was kind of frustrating to see some of the the reasoning. So I kind of just threw that aside, realizing that's not biblical. And we just stayed praying, asking the Lord to direct us, and he just continued to confirm Pasadena was where he wanted us to be. And so when we were confident of that, we started praying for the Lord to bring together a team. You see, when I started the church in Scotland, it was just me. Uh, And, you know, it brought a lot of difficulty with that. And so when people would ask me, you know, if you were going to plant again, 
what would be something that you would do differently? And I'd always say, well, one of the things I would do differently is I'd want to start with a team of mature believers in the Lord uh, and be able to go and approach it that way. And so, you know, we started praying about a team coming together, right? Lord, we know you've called us here, and, and we don't want to make the trip until you kind of bring together a team to help with the church plants. And so we had now gone over to Southern California, where I'm from. We were staying with my parents for a little bit. And uh, I thought a great place to start is Calvary Chapel's Bible College, where I graduated from. I knew a lot of pastors who were there. And I said, you know, let's just go there. I was going to talk to some of my pastor friends and to see if they would recommend any students, interns, staff members that might be interested in joining a church plant here in Pasadena. And so one of the pastors that I knew, I spoke with him. And he said, well, actually, I do have an intern that I would highly recommend. He leads worship. He loves the Lord. He loves people. His name is Colson. And so I met up with Colson and, you know, I just shared the vision, shared, you know, what the Lord had put on Jenny and I's heart. And, you know, and he was just kind of looking for what was next. His internship was going to conclude. And, you know, so he just started praying, didn't know uh, if this is where the Lord would have him. Uh, And we met another time uh, before uh, we left California and, and still he he was just kind of like, you know, I'm still praying, still not sure if this is where God has me. Uh, and at that point in time, you know, Jenny and I had met with several different people that, you know, we had recommendations from who were spiritually mature, looking to put together this team. And all of them, except for Colston, had said, you know what, we just feel like the door's closed. This isn't where the Lord has us. Uh, and then right at that point in time, Jenny and I both felt like God was saying, you need to move to Pasadena. We're like, no, 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 we don't need to move to Pasadena. You need to provide a team. Uh, and then we'll move to Pasadena. And the Lord has said, no, you just trust me with a team and you take a step of faith and just go. And at this point in time, even Colson hadn't confirmed. So we had nobody who had confirmed to join us. And uh, in November of 2014, we just were obedient. We moved all our stuff. We bought a house here. Uh, and, you know, we, we came to Pasadena. Now, we were still in communication with Colson. And we said, you know, why don't you just come out here for a week, check things out. Uh, we haven't started anything, but, you know, just be here, pray some more, and to see what the Lord will do. And so he did. He came out. He visited. And after a lot of prayer, um, he decided that the Lord was leading him to come uh, be our worship leader here. He drove down from Utah, uh, and he arrived the Saturday night right before our first Sunday service uh, in March of last year. And I, I think you would all agree that he's done an awesome job of leading worship for us every week, and we're blessed to, to have him here. And so, you know, before the church even started, the Lord brought Colson to, to join the church planning team. And that's definitely a highlight of what God did, you know, even before the church was started, you know, to start establishing that. But, you know, when Jenny and I got here in November, we just started a prayer meeting once a week. And we were just letting people know, hey, we're praying for what the Lord called us here to do. If anyone's interested uh, in a church in this area and you just want to pray about it, then come on out. Well, the, the, at that point in time, we didn't have anyone committed to our ministry team. And uh, the first couple that came to, to pray with us were Ray and Myrna. And they shared with us that they've been having a heart for you know, a Calvary Chapel-style church uh, here in the area uh, for, for many, many years. And so they just came praying you know, that the Lord would bless. And you know, that was just kind of the heart. And then Lee and Lupe came out, and they shared the same thing, that you know, for years they've been praying for the Lord to establish a Calvary Chapel-style church uh, within this area. Others came like Albert and Linda and, you know, we we're just praying, praying for what the, the Lord would do. And uh, after praying for a few months, because we didn't start until March, we came in November, uh, you know, 
Ray and Myrna came, Lee and Lupe came, they said, you know, we really feel like the Lord is calling us to this and that um, we are to serve here and to be a part of things here, and Linda and Albert both, you know, we, we feel like we're, we're to be committed here and serve in any capacity that we can, and, you know, we were just excited, excited for the Lord just bringing people together, and we started thinking about all the people that we were talking to in California, thinking, oh, maybe these will be a part of the team here, and, and just seeing who the Lord brought and all the ministry experience that they had, and, uh, and just, you know, and a love for the place, you know, that's always a difficulty when you try to get people from another state or another country to come, it's like, do they even love the people here? Here are people who already live live here, already have a passion and a heart for people who've been praying, uh, and it was just great to see what the Lord did, and he just reminded me, you know what? I told you, just go. I'll take care of the team. I'll bring this stuff together. You just be faithful to be obedient, uh, and just a huge highlight uh, of what God has done. And, you know, I think it's important for you guys to know that, you know, before the start of the church, myself, Lee, Ray, uh, we've been praying together. Uh, We've been uh, just getting together, praying for God's direction for the church, praying for all of you. Uh, They've been just helping. I've asked them to hold me accountable uh, as the pastor of this church. Uh, They've been helping with practical and spiritual and financial decisions uh, as we've been making it for the church. And, um, you know, they're godly men with a lot of ministry experience that God has called them here. Uh, And really, ultimately, in this last year, they've been fulfilling the role of elders, but yet without any title. And if you know either of them, you know that they don't even want titles. Uh, I wanted to make something official this morning when I talked to them about it. They were just like, well, you know, uh, I want you guys to know that that is the role that I see them in. As elders, they've taken on that spiritual role, that spiritual responsibility, that leadership. They've been doing it before the church started. They've been doing it this whole last year. They've been meeting with me. Uh, And when I talked to them about it, that's just them. They're humble. We don't need any role and more titles, but you know, I want you guys to know that that is the role that they're in uh, and that, you know, you're able to come to them as we share about the vision. I'm going to share about different ministries that they're leading and heading up, but it's just, you know, two more men uh, besides myself, Colson as well, doing a lot of great things for us in that, that, uh, you know, just want you guys to, to know that, to be aware of, and, you know, and I don't want to you know, leave people out. I know so many people came you know, and from the get-go, and even as we've been growing, have served in different capacities, and it's just been a huge blessing. I know right in the very start, we said, all right, we need people for children's ministry. Linda, Myrna, both, hey, you know, <laughs> we don't ultimately feel called to this, but we're willing to serve because the Lord you know, says, do it. And so they've been faithful for the last year, and that's been a huge blessing. You know, we get wonderful meals every Sunday, every Thursday, because people like yourselves have been willing to, to cook and do that stuff, and uh, people just coming and setting all this up. Obviously, this is not our facility, tearing it down. So, you know, just so many people that are, are serving and have been, and, you know, and I'm very grateful for that. And, you know, I feel like one of the highlights that God has done is just really connecting us together as a family. Uh, I feel like there's a, a deep love, a connection, that we are truly a church family, that we have great relationships with one another. And, you know, I've just been so grateful for the relationships I've been able to, to build with you guys. And I just feel like that's another highlight that God has done is just to tightly knit us together. Uh, and, you know, the, the obvious ones that you normally bring up when you're dealing with highlights, we've seen 11 people give their lives to the Lord in this last year, and obviously that is wonderful. Four people got baptized at the end of the year. We did six community outreaches this last year, and uh, it was just great to see, you know, what the Lord was able to do and enabling us to connect more with the community here. And, and hopefully all of us have grown in our relationship with the Lord, grown in our relationship with each other uh, in this last year. And so those are just 
some of the, the highlights of what God has been doing, and I just want us to always focus on him. He's the one who brought this together. He's the one who called Jenny and I. He's the one who established everything, and he's the one who continues to add to the church, continues to work. It's his ministry and what he is doing. I don't want us to lose sight of that. And so now that we've looked back, I want us to take some time to look forward. I want us to focus on the mission and the vision of the church and look forward to you know, what God has for us coming into 2016 and, and also some new ministries that we're going to uh, be establishing with that. Um, now, most of you know that I have a lot of connection with Calvary Chapel. I graduated from their Bible college. I did an internship at their Bible college. I started a Calvary Chapel church in Scotland, You know, joined another one. And then we come here, and, and a lot of people ask, well, why don't you call yourself Calvary Chapel Pasadena? Why are we called Cross Connection? Uh, All the churches before that I have, you know, been a part of and started were Calvary Chapel. But, you know, Jenny and I decided that we wanted to pick a name that more described our mission and vision than our affiliation. Uh, We're still affiliated with Calvary Chapel just as much as we were before, but we wanted a a name that was more descriptive of kind of our vision and where we're going as opposed to just the affiliation we have. And so we chose Cross Connection because we feel that is very descriptive of the mission, of the vision of the church. So our mission is to live an authentic life in connection with God, one another, and the world through Jesus. And ultimately, we've chosen this mission because it's at the heart of what the Bible teaches. Our mission statement focuses on Jesus, what he's done for us, and that's really at the heart of everything in Scripture. You know, the Bible's very clear. There's only one way you and I can have a connection with God, only one way that we can have that relationship with God, uh, and that is through Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. And that's why part of our mission statement is connection with God through Jesus. He's the source. He's the only way to have that connection with God. You see, when God first made Adam and Eve, they had that perfect connection, that perfect relationship with him. But something happened to sever that, and that is sin. Sin is something that you know, hinders and severs that relationship that we have with God. God is perfect. He is holy. He cannot allow sin into his presence. And since all of us are sinners, there's this issue. But God dealt with that by sending Jesus to die on the cross for our sin, to pay for our sin, so that through Jesus now we could have that connection, that relationship with God once again. The Bible tells us if we believe in Jesus, if we ask him to forgive us of our sins, then he will forgive us and he will enable us to have that relationship with God. So the only way that you and I can have a connection with God is through Jesus. But that's not the only thing that Jesus does to connect us with things. He also connects us with one another. Our connection as Christians is through Jesus. And that's why another part of our mission statement is really connection, not just with God through Jesus, but also connection with one another. Really, at the heart of what our connection is, it's not that, you know, we all live in the same place or we support the same, you know, sports teams or we like the weather or so many things that we connect with people with music and stuff. Ultimately, why we are connected is because of our faith in Jesus Christ. That is what truly connects us, that we're filled, all of us, with the Holy Spirit. We all have that intimacy with the Lord, and we are now, according to the Bible, brothers and sisters in Christ. 
This amazing connection with one another we never had until coming into that relationship with Jesus where we now have unity, where we now have this wonderful intimacy. And it doesn't matter what your race is. It doesn't matter what your gender is. It doesn't matter what your social status is. We all have that equality in Christ and that oneness in Christ. And that's a wonderful thing that only Jesus brings. But the Bible also tells us as believers that we've been called to go out into the world and preach the gospel, to share with the world what Jesus Christ has done for them, to try and connect the world with Jesus. And this is why another part of our mission statement is connection with the world through Jesus. Jesus connects us to God. He connects us to one another. And as Christians, we should be connecting the world to him, sharing with the world what he has done for them on the cross. So the mission statement, to live an authentic life in connection with God, one another, and the world through Jesus. And we chose the name Cross Connection because it's the cross of Jesus that connects us to God, the cross of Jesus that ultimately connects us to one another. And it's the cross of Jesus that we want to connect the world with, to share with them what he has done. And so hopefully the name of our church reminds you of the mission of our church. Now, how we're trying to fulfill that mission is through our vision. And our vision is fourfold. First, to save the lost. Second, to equip the saved. Third, to serve the lost and the saved. And fourth, to send the equipped. So the first part of our mission is to save the lost. And we could go through a huge amount of verses, but I'm just going to throw out one. Mark 16, 15, Jesus says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Jesus commands everyone who believes in him to go and preach the gospel to this lost world. You know, here at Cross Connection, we take this command very seriously. This was a command. This wasn't a suggestion. This wasn't, you know, if you guys just have enough time, I'd love for you to get out and preach the gospel. If it's not too difficult, I'd love for you to do it. He said, no, I am calling you. I'm commanding you as followers of me to get out and share the good news of what I've done with a world that is so desperately in need of hearing it. And so we really want as a a fellowship to impact this community with the gospel, to get out there and, and communicate this wonderful news with people who are lost. In this last year, we did about six outreaches to go out into the community and to share the gospel with people. And and in this coming year, we want to make even a greater effort and focus on outreach. And so we are committed uh, in this next year to do an outreach every single month, at least, uh, of this year. We just did one yesterday. Many of you came out for that. Uh, And you can put this in your calendar. Our next outreach is Saturday, March 19th. It's going to be just before Easter. It's going to be a great time to reach out because so many people... They'll come to church two times a year, Easter and Christmas. Uh, and so this is a time to really try to connect with people. And so, uh, But every single month, we're going to be doing different outreaches uh, within the community to, to be a greater impact uh, in reaching people with the gospel. And Ray, he is overseeing our outreach ministry. And so if you have... Uh, a desire to be a part of that, or even if you have, you know, specific things that you feel like, hey, you know, what, what do we, we could go here or do this? If you have any ideas, you know, bring it to Ray. Uh, he'd love to hear that, and he'd love uh, for you to be involved with that. Now, we would love for you guys to come to each one of these outreach events, but, but something I do want to clarify and, and make sure we don't miss is that that's not the only time we should evangelize. Evangelism isn't just about special events, 
Special events are great times to get together as a body of believers and go out and try to impact the culture. But ultimately, we want to practice lifestyle evangelism, which is evangelism in everyday life. With family, with friends, with coworkers, with people who you go to school with, with the people that God has brought into your sphere of influence, don't be like, well, I can't share with them because it's not Outreach Saturday or whatever it is. Ultimately, you know, God brings them into your life, and that's the most natural time to share with people. Actually, the hardest thing is when we go out, like we did yesterday, and go to different houses, and people aren't expecting us to come, and you're trying to you know, connect with them. It's a lot easier to talk with someone you already have a relationship with, who already knows you, uh, and you can connect with them and, and share share the gospel with them. And so we would love for both things to happen, that you have that lifestyle evangelism, that you also come uh, when we do our outreaches and seek to, to reach the community for Christ. And so the first part of our vision is to save the lost. The second part of our vision is to equip the saved. Once someone accepts Jesus Christ, we want to equip them. We want to help them to grow in their relationship with Jesus, grow in their relationship with other believers. You know, two of the most effective equipping tools that God has given to us are the Holy Spirit and the Bible. And here we rely upon the power of the Holy Spirit and we trust in the truth of God's word to guide and direct us in our equipping process. You know, one of my favorite passages of Scripture is 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. It says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. You know, this is such an important passage of Scripture that has been abandoned by so many Christians today that they don't believe that the entire Bible is inspired. They want to pick and choose what they're going to accept and what they're going to reject. And we don't do that here. We believe all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. All Scripture is profitable, and we want to teach all Scripture. That's why we go verse by verse through books of the Bible. Ultimately, it'll be my joy. It'll take a while to get all the way from Genesis to Revelation, but to really just continue to look and dig into these things. And we believe that it's God's word that should be at the foundation of all the equipping that we do. We always want to come back to that. Well, why do you do it? Because God's word says. Well, why are we going down this road? Because that's what God's word teaches. Not, well, that's our opinion, that's our desire. No, God's word is the foundation, and that is what we move forward with. And so each ministry that we have that exists to equip It's really founded in the Word of God, and we use the Word of God, and we communicate the Word of God through those ministries. And and I'm excited to announce that there's two new ministries, or actually three, I'll start with the first two, that we are starting uh, that hopefully will really bless you, and I know it's going to help with this equipping process, part of our vision. Uh, We are going to be starting a monthly men's ministry and women's ministry. Uh, The women's ministry is going to start the first Tuesday of April. It's going to be at 7 p.m. at Lee and Lupe's house. Uh, It is going to continue the first Tuesday of every month uh, in the same place at the same time. Uh, And so I think that's going to be great for you ladies. It's going to be led and taught by Jenny and Lupe. Uh, And so this is going to be a great time just for the ladies to get together, to encourage each other in their relationship with the Lord, to encourage each other in relationship with each other, and just really focus 
focus on being women of God. Uh, it's, a, it's a important thing. So uh, I encourage you, ladies. It'll be the first Tuesday uh, of each month, uh, starting in April. So if you can make it out for that, then uh, that would be great. Uh, we're also starting a men's ministry. Uh, that's going to be the third Tuesday uh, of each month, and that's going to start in. March. It's going to be at 7.30. It's going to be in my home. And every third Tuesday, uh, we're going to have that 7.30 uh, at my house. And that's going to be led by myself and Lee and Ray and Colson. You know, and the ultimate goal of this ministry is to help us grow as godly men. Uh, we want to really become men of God who are spiritual leaders in the home, spiritual leaders in society, spiritual leaders in the church. You know, this is something that when you look at the culture today is just so lacking, and we want to be a church that makes a change in that where we're raising up men to be godly men and to make an impact in the home, in the church, and in the culture. And so uh, this is going to be part of that. We're going to be focusing on that. And and every couple months, we're also just going to do some fun fellowship times. We've already done some of that kind of stuff with bowling and movies and fishing. And, you know, we're going to be continuing that kind of stuff. And, you know, just to get together and connect with one another and build those relationships with one another. And so uh, we'll let you know about different kind of one-off, you know, fellowship nights that we'll be doing as well. But I hope you guys can make it out for that. I'm excited to just have that connection with each other and encouragement with each other. Uh, another new thing that we're going to be offering um, Each Sunday service is prayer. Uh, we pray a lot as I conclude and we pray kind of corporately, but uh, Lee always is going to be, myself oftentimes, there's a room right here to the left, uh, just available. If you need prayer, you're sick, you're hurting, you're going through something, you want to get prayer, we're going to be here available after each service just to do that. And we have that room over there, just a private place. You can come uh, and get that. And so, you know, that's going to be established now. Every time you want to just come and receive that prayer, uh, we're going to be available. Lee's going to be heading that up. And so uh, we encourage you to to take advantage of that. We all need it. So often we neglect it. uh, But I encourage you, if you're going through issues, let us pray for you. So our Sunday service, our Thursday night service, the men's ministry, the women's ministry, the prayer, all these things are to help fulfill the second part of our vision, which is to equip people who are saved. So first part of our vision, save the lost. Second part of the vision, equip the saved. The third part of the vision is to serve the lost and the saved. Jesus told his disciples in Matthew chapter 20, verses 26 through 28, Whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. You know, in our culture today, serving others is not something that's considered great. It's something that's considered kind of beneath people and not very significant. But in Jesus' mindset in God's kingdom service is something that does make you great and Jesus is the perfect example of that he came to be uh, to serve not to be served Uh, he was someone who established that with his life he gave his life in service towards us and a crucial part of our church vision is to serve to serve here within the church and also to serve without the uh, outside the church in our community 
Now, there are a lot of different uh, opportunities for you to serve within the fellowship. One very practical uh, way you can do that that doesn't take any type of, um, you know, some of the service things that we have, we want you to be here for a little bit. We want to know you. We want to, you know, ask you and meet with you. And uh, so there's a few hoops that we like to make you jump through because we don't just want anyone jumping in things. But other, there's, there's a service opportunity that you come and you get saved today. This is what you can do always, and that is to help set this up and to help tear all this stuff down. Very practical thing. It doesn't take any spiritual you know, growth uh, to be plugged in with that. Colson is, is heading that up. Uh, and so if you want to come, we set up on Saturdays. Uh, and so if you want to be a part of that and come Saturday and get all this set up, then uh, meet up with Colson. And you guys already do a great job every Sunday after the service of helping uh, take everything and put it away. So, uh, But if you if you want to be a part of that, talk with Colson. And, and Colson uh, also oversees uh, the worship ministry. Uh, and so if you want to be a part of the worship team, that's something that's a heart that you have, uh, you want to join in with that, then you know, come speak with him and he'll meet with you and uh, just kind of talk with you and get your grasp of what worship is and uh, make sure you're on board with everything. But uh, if that's something that you have a heart for, then uh, please uh, speak with him about that. Uh, another service opportunity is with our children's ministry. Uh, and I think it's important to note that children's ministry is not just for the kids. You know, it is for the kids. We definitely go and impact the kids and teach the kids and encourage the kids. But it's also for the parents of those kids because those parents, you know, if we didn't have children's ministry, would have their kids with them and be distracted for the service and probably the majority of us would be distracted as well but you know it's a time for the parents to get a break and get the word of God and so you're not just ministering to the children you're also ministering to their parents and there are some opportunities there's some needs right now within that and so uh, if you'd like to get involved with children's ministry come speak with Jenny Uh, she oversees that and uh, she'd love to talk with you and tell you uh, what different opportunities there are with that Uh, another service opportunity is our hospitality ministry For the last year, we have enjoyed some wonderful food. Uh, Every Sunday, we have lunch after the service. Uh, Before every Thursday night uh, Bible study, we have a meal. And that is being cooked by many of you. Uh, And so if you'd like to be a part of that, you want to provide a meal for the rest of us to to eat or maybe just a side or a dessert or or whatever, uh, get uh, connected with Myrna. She oversees that. And we also like, you know, when someone has just gone through surgery or someone's down and out and, you know, they just have some financial needs or whatever, you know, we'd like to be able to help give them meals uh, and just, you know, practically show love in that way. And so, you know, if you want to be a part of that, you know, giving meals to people who are in need or just helping provide uh, for what we're doing regularly, uh, speak with Myrna and uh, let her know. I'm sure she would love to have more people plugged in with that. Uh, another practical service opportunity is just as a greeter. You know, especially for new people, they come in, you know, just to be there, to welcome them, to talk with them, to find out, you know, how they heard about the church and just to connect with them. And if that's something Something that you know you, you like to just engage with people. Uh, this would be something that you can do. Ray's overseeing that, and so if you'd like to be a part of that, uh, just speak with him and let him know, uh, and uh, that would be a great thing as well. Uh, so there's there's plenty of opportunities to serve. Uh, we'd love for you to get connected in those opportunities. Uh, but you know what? We don't just want to serve within the church. Uh, that's part of it. You know, that's oftentimes we when we think of serving as Christians, you just think of serving within the church. But we also want to serve. 
our community. Uh, and I think this is such a, a great way to open up doors for the gospel. When you're willing to go and just give to someone something free of charge, and they're just kind of like, well, what's the catch? Why are you doing this? You know, why are you willing to invest in me? Why are you willing to do something for me? Whether it be, you know, hey, you go to someone's house who's maybe older and can't get up on a ladder and get in their gutters and you clean them out or mow their lawn or just doing practical things to serve people, it opens up doors for the gospel. And so, you know, one of the things, as I already mentioned, that we're going to be doing outreach each month, and some of these outreaches are going to be very specifically designed to serve and connect with uh, the culture in that way and just to, to do that. And so if you know of specific needs, maybe you're in a neighborhood and you say, you know what, it'd be really great if we could come in here and do whatever, or this person has a real need. Let us know. We want to know that because we want to be able to be as a church uh, demonstrating that practical love to the culture and serving them in that way. And so this is a, another thing that would be a great thing for us to do. So if you have that information, come speak with Ray or come speak with myself. Uh, and let us know. So the first part of uh, our vision is to save the lost. The second part of our vision is to equip the saved. The third part of our vision is to serve the lost and the saved. And now the fourth part of our vision is to send the equipped. Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20, Jesus said, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You know, this is often referred to as Jesus' great commission to his followers, and this is an imperative that we take very seriously here at the church. An essential part of our vision is to send the equip. You know, as believers get saved and as they get equipped, we ultimately want to send them out. Send them out, and and as we were just talking about going and serving in the community, but also beyond that. We don't just want to be a church that impacts Pasadena. We want to be a church that impacts beyond that, into Houston, into other cities, into other countries. We want to be a church that is supporting and sending out missionaries and church planners to go and do works elsewhere and, and to recognize that, you know, the Lord wants to use us in that capacity. You know, we don't just value seating capacity, which is what a lot of churches are all about. We really value even more than that sending capacity. I'd rather be a church that sends a huge amount of people to do things than just as a church that's, you know, just building and and growing and there's nothing that they're doing outside of the walls that they're in. Because we ultimately aim to grow the kingdom of God as a whole, not just our individual church. We're praying right now about doing a mission trip this year as a church. Uh, we're not sure where the Lord would want us to go, uh, but I would encourage you just to be in prayer with us in that regard uh, because we would like to be able to uh, do that as a church and uh, take that step and just kind of put more of this portion of our vision uh, into practice and get out and, and do that. And so uh, I want to draw your attention to a resource that we have, and a lot of you have asked different questions to me, and I'll say, you know what, we have a website that gives you all that information. They're like, really, you guys have a website? Yeah, we actually do. Uh, We've had it for a year. Um, But uh, the website is connectedtojesus.org, 
hopefully easy to remember, cross-connection, connectedtojesus.org. Uh, and I'd love for you guys to utilize it, but also it's a great resource when you're talking with people, like we were out yesterday sharing with people, and there's, you know, they have questions or maybe you know, they're not willing to listen to everything that we want to share with them. We can just leave them. We have a bunch of business cards uh, right back there. It gives the church website. It gives the email. It gives a number for me if they want to talk with me. Uh, and so it's a great thing just to hand out to people, give to them, and then in their time, they can go onto the website. It'll tell them our vision. It'll tell them our beliefs. It'll tell them all sorts of things that they could feel like, okay, I have an understanding of where you guys are and, and where, you know, where you're coming from. And so uh, it's great, but it's also, I think, a great resource for yourself. And I just wanted to run through a little bit of what we have on there uh, so you know what's available and, and what you can take advantage of. Uh, this is what our homepage looks like. Uh, and on the homepage, right away, it gives the mission at the top, and then at the bottom, it gives the vision. And even as you see those four different pictures with the four aspects of our vision, you click on each one of those, it takes you to pages that kind of give more details about how we actually seek to fulfill our vision. Uh, if you go to the top part, it says, you know, all sorts of things. One of them is the uh, about us, media, connect, contact, and calendar. Uh, when you click the about us link, it gives you four options. You can look at our location, very important for new people so they know where we actually meet, the ministry team. Uh, if you click on the vision, it'll share our whole vision. And then beliefs, I've made that very specific and detailed. It goes through all sorts of different things and, and what we hold to. Uh, so that's good even for you to read through so that as people are asking you questions about the church, you would be more familiar with that. But also, you know, you can pass that on of them and say, there's a whole beliefs page. Uh, so if you're curious as to what we believe, you know, go and read that. Uh, it's very informative uh, and helpful. Um, now, another thing that's good, you click on the media link. Uh, if you don't know, this microphone is, I don't really need uh, amplification. I have a loud voice. We are recording these uh, sermons and we put every sermon on the website, usually the same day. So record it Sunday. Usually Colson is putting it up later on today. And so if you're serving in children's ministry and you miss a Sunday, hey, you know what? You can go back and you can listen to what we uh, cover. And especially because we go verse by verse and chapter by chapter and things build on themselves, it's good to be, you know, hey, well, I just missed the whole chapter. And so you can go back, go to the website, find out. Uh, we now have the whole book of Luke that I've taught from beginning to end uh, on the website. So if there's anything that you want to listen to on that, then uh, you're more than welcome to do that. So uh, you miss a week, you're sick, you know, you can go and listen to that. And if you have people who are just like, you know, uh, what's the teaching like at your church? Well, instead of me describing it, why don't you just go listen? It's on the website. You can pick uh, any book of uh, or chapter of Luke and listen to that. So uh, it's a good resource uh, to take advantage of. Um, and then there's um, our connect page. And if you go to the connect page, it talks about connecting with God, which shows them how to do that and, you know, different aspects of that, connecting with others and connecting with the world. Uh, if you go to the connect with others, uh, it gives you the main ministries we have. Uh, and so it'll talk about what the ministry is if you click on it. So you have them all up there, our connect groups, which is our Thursday night, men's ministry, women's ministry, children serving the church. Uh, and it'll just show you when it meets, you know, what's all about. Uh, and so if you after listening to this, say, oh, yeah, when was that women's ministry again? Website has all the information, uh, so uh, you'll know. And with that, our, our other one is our calendar. Uh, and so anything that we're going to have, like if it's a special one-off or whatever, it'll be on the calendar. And so if you're just curious as to what's going to be happening this month, all you got to do is click on the calendar. We update that, and you'll know it's there. And so uh, you can just kind of stay clued in, especially if you miss the announcements or whatever. Uh, the website is going to be the source for that information. And so um, take advantage of it. You know, we put a lot of time and effort into 
to it, and uh, hopefully it'll be uh, something that you can be blessed by. And so our mission is to live an authentic life in connection with God, one another, and the world through Jesus. And we fulfill that mission with our vision. Save the lost, equip the saved, serve the lost and the saved, and descend the equipped. Now, I hope that vision excites you, and more importantly, I hope it's something that you feel you can get on board with, because the reality is, it's all good to have a vision like this and to communicate that, but if you guys don't get on board with it, we're never going to fulfill it. It takes all of us to ultimately do it. It's not just, oh, that's a great thing that the pastor shared. I hope he gets to get that done. No, no, no. All of us have to join in if this is going to happen. Uh, All of us need to be those with the heart to reach the lost, the heart to grow and to help one another grow uh, and to serve each other and serve the community and be, as we grow, willing to go out uh, and be sent out to do ministry for the Lord. And so uh, I hope that you are excited by that. I hope that you want to get plugged in more uh, and to, you know, to see the Lord work and use you and, and to fulfill the vision he's given. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, just establishing that role for Lee and Ray as, as elders, and, and as we've already known, Colson as a worship leader for the last year. I just want those three guys to come up. I'd like to close this morning just for us as a fellowship to pray for them, uh, to pray for God's hand on their life, to pray for God to continue to direct them and use them. Uh, and I just want to close this in prayer and start with just giving anyone here who wants to lift them up uh, an opportunity to do that. So as a fellowship, uh, we can just pray for these guys and uh, just uh, the wisdom that they'll need uh, in order to do this. And so uh, I'm just going to leave it open for a little bit for anyone who wants to pray, uh, and then I will close us in prayer. So uh, let's just take some time to do that. Thanks for tuning in this week to Cross Connection Church Houston. We're a small church plant located in the Pasadena area. It is our mission to save the lost, to equip the saved, to serve both the lost and the saved, and finally to send the equipped. To this end, we teach through the Bible on a verse-by-verse basis, starting from the beginning of a book and working our way through all the way till the end. It is our prayer that you would grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ through his word. 